But uh, uh, so, so a, a true disciple, I believe, is someone who, it's more than adding Jesus to their life and continuing on. It's someone who turns their life over to Jesus Christ. And that's the difference. We want to make disciples, people that don't just add them to their life and continue with what they were doing. And uh, uh, by the way, part of discipleship is holiness, right? Living a holy life. Jesus, Jesus wanted us to be holy, to live holy lives. And so we want people to, to let go of the life they've been in, and we want them to embrace Jesus Christ and give their life completely to him. So uh, how about some scriptures on converts? You got any scriptures on converts? I'm really going to rip the converts. But when we, I say, if I'd say, give me a scripture on disciples, you would, say, you would quote me the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what God has called us to do, to make disciples. What, what do disciples become? You know, somebody gets saved, so they, they start on this journey of being a disciple, What's, what are some of the stops that they make? What, what is some of the, the names that they take on, some of the, the monikers that they take on? What are, what, let me ask you this. What are the five-fold ministries of the church? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Okay, so we've got the five-fold ministry of the church. Don't we want someone that's saved to operate in those gifts. The way we get them there is to disciple them. Uh, one of the things that, that I want to see, and I would encourage all of you, uh, we're, we're Pentecostal, amen? Glory, I felt that too. You need to pray in the Spirit every day and let someone hear you praying in the Spirit every day. I want, when we have a prayer meeting at church, I want to disciple people to be prayer warriors, so I let them hear me pray in the Spirit, so they know it's a natural thing. And so we want, so if, if the prophetic, we want people to operate in the prophetic. We need to disciple them in that. Folks need to understand the opportunity at our church when a gift is given. We give a little bit of explanation, so anybody that's unsure or not feeling, you know, real comfortable with it, that they know what's going on because that's a discipling moment. So we've got a lot of discipling opportunities for the, in Ephesians 4.11 says, and he gave to the apostles, uh, he, and, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, discipleship is building people up we want mature it goes on building up of the body until we attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to mature manhood to to get mature that's part of discipleship also and uh how many of you went to school when you were a kid hopefully all you know, somehow you went to school so because the there's a system of learning. And far too often in the church, we don't have a system of learning. We just shovel things on people. 
Now, we're living in a day and age where people just come and hear preaching and they're not being taught. And so this is an opportunity for us to help them to mature, uh, to, the, to uh, mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children. Oh, this is so important here. Discipleship is making sure people don't stay infants, but they grow up and they become ready to take in something of substance, substance that they, they, can, they can chew on the meat, that they can, ex, they can deliver the meat of the gospel to others. So, and it goes on and says, uh, so, we, so that we're no longer children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human coming, cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way. There it is again. We are to grow up. That's what discipleship is. And so we want people to grow up into him who is the head unto Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, with which is to equip when each part is working properly. That's another part of discipleship, is making sure each part is working properly. So uh, it goes on and says, uh, let's see, I lost my place. Which is equipped. Uh, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And do you love people enough to take them to where they're supposed to be? Do you love people enough to help them grow. Listen to me. Babies are messy. Babies are mess. All of us know this. And if you feed them the wrong things, they're really going to be messy. Okay? So we need to feed them the right thing, but even knowing when we feed them the right thing, it's still going to be messy. We've got to deal with the mess. And in doing that, it's work. But discipleship is worth the work. It's worth the effort. So uh, the ministry that we're going to be looking at today is Global REAP. And uh, uh, Global REAP is Global University. And by the way, this is uh, a free resource. And uh, as a matter of fact, Tish, if you'll get in one of those zippers, has uh, pens and, and uh, all kind of uh, sheets to write on. We're going to need that in just a minute. I should have pulled that out. But we want to give you free resource that you will walk away with and be able to use in your church. And it's, it's not rinky-dink. It is Global University. It is their course. It's through, I don't know how many of you have ever heard of Dave Reaver, but uh, Dave Reaver was in Vietnam. There's a whole story of, of how God did the incredible things in his life. He went on to be a speaker at high schools, men's ministries across the nation, around the world. He's back, going back to Vietnam where he was injured so desperately and bringing the gospel. They, they decided we need something to disciple people. It's not enough just to win them because what happens if you win someone and they turn away from the gospel? It says they are worse off than if they'd have never been told. And so they were, they were feeling convicted. 
And so they, they went to Global and they said, what do you have that would help us disciple people? And they said, we've got this program that started off good, but nobody really ran with it. It's been sitting on the shelf for years. And they pulled it off and looked it over and said, this is exactly what we're looking for. So they, they put it into Vietnamese. As a matter of fact, uh, I thought I put down, no, I didn't put down the, uh, the, the languages. Tish, go ahead and go over to continents. Yeah, that paper right there in the pen, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, and go ahead and, and click Africa. Or, yeah, just go ahead and click Africa. It'll take you down. You can scroll down through. But you've got, you've got it in English. You've got it in Spanish. You've got it in Arabic. Uh, you've got it, it's Pakistan. Let's take it up just a fuzz. I didn't get all that. Stop. Ur, Urdu is, is spoken in Pakistan. Uh, they're working on French. They've got it in Vietnamese. And so it's in several different languages. They're going to be, they're looking to get it, like I said, into French. They're getting it into different languages so that it can be used just about anywhere. And uh, with this Global Reap, Dave took it over to Vietnam. Uh, I, I had the privilege about a year ago of going to Vietnam with Dave and touring the country. And we got to go to several graduations of Global Reap. And... Uh, they, they've got, right now, I think they're at about 120,000 students in Vietnam going through this. And this is where, when they graduate from this, they are pastors, and they're ready to go. And that's how they're planting churches. And the gospel is growing like crazy in a communist country like Vietnam as they go through this. And they're taking people that have never heard the gospel. And by the way, if you haven't noticed, we're living in a day and age where a lot of people have never really heard the gospel in the United States. And so we're working with folks that don't know. So we're starting from scratch with this. And uh, so they got it working over there, and they call it Global REAP because it's Global University and Reaver Education Assistance Program. That's REAP. And so they were working with that. They were seeing great things happen. Some of the people giving money to Dave said, this is great, but why aren't you doing any of this for the United States? And at first, he kind of, oh, yeah, they got enough going on. And the Holy Spirit started dealing with them. And that's when he, he decided, we need to see if we can get this to work in the United States. His, his older brother, Al Reaver, is a pastor of mine. I was his youth pastor down in Mississippi. And he called me up and he said, Rusty, we want you to try this. And so we've, we've started it in our church. We're seeing good results from it. We're using it for the teen class. The teenagers get online. They go through, they take the test, they come back in on Sunday and they sit down and they go over the chapter with their teacher. It's working well. It helps that we told them if they finish it, we'll take them up to uh, Kalahari. <laughs> Whatever it takes, bribe them if you gotta. But uh, uh, it's, so it's, it's working for them. We've been using it. Uh, I use it on Tuesday night in my small group and I've invited folks that want to go deeper and brand new Christians that want to learn more about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the thing is, uh, Tish, go ahead and take them, take them in. Go to, it's easy to get in. You go into their webpage. You hit Global Reap in English. Brings in a login page, and Tish is going to log in there with the top secret whatever it is. There, wasn't that it? Four or five. Whichever one you need to hit. But uh, um, 
as you, you get into this, you'll log in. It'll bring up the course, and that's what our teenagers do, and that's what our adults do. Uh, they, they go in and they read it during the week at their own pace uh, when they, they go through and take a test. And we're going to go through all of this today. And it's at the end, they're able to complete this. They can go through all the courses. But to, and today we're going to go through, uh, are you finding it, lesson three? Oh, you probably logged in at a different angle than I did. But today we're going we're gonna to walk through a lesson so you can get an idea of what it is. But uh, in our church, the, the Tuesday night Bible studies I was talking about, the folks come in. So the first week I said, we're just going to go through the whole, you know, the, the whole uh, unit here and, and get everybody used to it. And then next week you'll do more at, your, at home on your own. And when you come in, we'll, we won't have to do so much. Well, the next week we had a new guest come in. And so, okay, we'll go through the whole thing with you. And we got that done. And the next, somebody told somebody. And we had a new guest come in. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, this coming Tuesday, we've got another new guest coming in that's uh, just jumping in with us. So we'll go through it with them and everybody. And the folks are enjoying it the way we're doing it. So we may just keep going through it completely every time we get together. But we're, we're also seeing folks in the group excited about it and they're going to their friends at work and their family and saying oh we're doing the coolest thing online and they say how much is it and they say oh it's free and this is a totally free resource and so they just called me up and say brother rusty i've got a buddy their name is this and here's their email address so i write it down i shoot it into them within a few days the uh the person that i signed up gets an email saying here's how you log in here's where you go and here's how you begin and you've got the two first two courses all set up and they begin it's just that easy and so uh, we're using it Tish if you go ahead and your new life and this is the very beginning the first course your new life when you asked Jesus Christ to be your savior a wonderful event took place you were brought out of darkness into light your sins were forgiven and you were born into the family of God you received a new life this book is about the new life you now have because of what Jesus did for you. And it goes in and explains what happened when you got saved. Now, if you'll go ahead and hit unit one, and you'll see you've got five lessons today. We're just going to walk through lesson three, if you would. And then uh, you scroll down, and it gives you an analysis through that, ideas of what to expect from it. But go ahead and push Lesson 3 PDF. And it brings the lesson up. Could you enlarge that? Hit the plus. And it begins, it says, how does a sheep know when to graze on a hill and when to go into a fold? How does it avoid following a stranger? A sheep is led and protected by listening to the voice of its shepherd. Because the shepherd has cared for the sheep since it was a lamb, the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. It follows no one else. In some ways, your relationship to God is like that of a sheep to its shepherd. God wants to lead you and care for you. He speaks to you every day. A guide to, and, uh, to guide and protect you from danger. As you listen to his voice, 
You will be able to recognize it more. You will know the right things to do even when others try to confuse you. And I th- this is so important for someone that's brand new in the, in the things of God, but also for those that have been in the, the, the family of God for a while. It says this lesson will help you understand how God speaks to you. Sometimes he will speak to you directly. At other times, he will use his, wor- uh, use his words, the Bible. It, at still other times, he will use another Christian. As you study this lesson, you will discover how to recognize your father's voice no matter what method he chooses. So if you'll go ahead with that, Tish. This gives the plan that God wants to talk to you. God speaks in many ways. This is so important for people to grasp. God has a book for you, and that is called the Bible. All right, good. And how to hear God's voice. That I think this is very important for us. I chose this lesson because I think this makes some very good points for the, those that are born again and brand new. The goals give reasons why you can expect God to talk to you. Number two, state several ways God speaks to you. Three, describe the book God has for you. And four, know how to hear God's voice every day. The fact is God wants to talk to you. The first goal is give reasons why you can expect God to talk to you. What father does not enjoy talking to his children even when they are babies and can only answer with a smile? Your heavenly father also likes to talk with his children, showing his love Uh, for them teaching them and helping them with their problems would you like to hear his voice and the answer is okay good you're good students all right Um, the application you can expect God to talk to you because he a loves you as your heavenly father or b made everything that exists or c is able to do anything he decides to do which is the correct answer all of (laughs) All of them look good, but we'll go with God. You can expect God to talk to you because he loves you as your heavenly father. Okay? And to get that point across. So go ahead, Tish. God speaks in many ways. The second goal is to state several ways God speaks to you. Now, how many ways does God speak to you? Let me ask you that. Okay, so there are several, several venues that God uses to speak to us. And, but we know that, but born-again Christians might not know that. Or if they do know that, how do they know if they can trust what they're hearing? So that's what this is about. Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2 says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things. And through him, he made the universe. Here are some of the ways God speaks to you. First, directly to your heart for people to recognize that God, looking down at them or just being with them, knowing that they are his child and he loves them, that he will speak directly to them. I don't know if any of you, have any of you seen the video, uh, wolf, Lambs Among Wolves, or Wolves Among Lambs? Wolves Among Lambs. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, Wolves Among Lambs 2. I would encourage you, take a look at that. It's amazing 
as to the fact of the church in Iran is growing faster than any other church in the world right now. The mosques, the, the, the mosques over there are empty, and they don't want the word to get out. But people are turning to Jesus Christ like never before. And a lot of them are coming in saying they, they, saw, they saw the Ayatollah, they saw the, the different uh, uh, leaders of, of, of the Muslim faith doing crazy things, hateful things. And they said, this is not the God that I was told that I was going to serve. And they started seeking, reaching out, saying, God, if you're there, speak to me. And they've come saying, I heard an audible voice from nowhere. God speaks to us. And, you know, some of the folks in our church might say, oh, I don't believe that. Well, come on, read your Bible. You know, come on. How many times? So directly to your heart, the Holy Spirit makes the presence of Jesus known to you. He may speak through your conscience, making you feel what you ought to do or warn you not to do something. He may make a spiritual truth clear to you, or you may feel a deep impression that God wants you to do something. When you pray, ask God to speak to you and expect to hear his voice in your heart. Okay, going up to the application, Tish. How does God speak directly to your heart? Two statements are correct here. Which, one, which two are correct? A, you always hear a distinct voice just like you would if a person were speaking to you. B, you may be impressed to do something. C, God's voice must be through a dream or a vision. Or D, a spiritual truth may suddenly become real or clear to you. Which ones do you think? Okay, B and D. So as, as we see new Christians reading that, it, you know, for us it's like, okay, yeah, we know that. But for them, that's a revelation. That's a, a new appreciation. So if you go on, Tish. Through his blessings, many Christians say that the whole world looks different to them since they have been born again. You too may have a new appreciation of God's blessing as you look around. You can feel his presence in the wonders of nature. He speaks to you through music and art. You feel him near in the warm friendship of other Christians. A thousand blessings all around you tell you of the goodness of God. He speaks in the answers. And uh, answers, I'm sorry, to your prayers. Through faith, you hear him say, I love you and, uh, and want to bless you. Now, it just stops here and says, name a blessing in which you can see that God loves you. Who, who here this week has experienced a blessing that reminded you that God loves you? Yeah. And it's not only a gift for her, but it was a gift for you, remind, reminding you that God loves you. God speaks to us in incredible ways. You know, sometimes it's things that we've prayed for for years, and it finally comes to pass, and God speaks to us and says, that's because I love you. Sometimes it's a cry for help, and God takes care of it right then. You know, we and, and for a new Christian to recognize that, that God wants to speak to them right now, today. And you don't have to be the pastor on the pulpit with the Bible. You don't have to be the Sunday school teacher with the lesson, but anyone that's a child of God. So hugely important. 
God speaks to us through other Christians. This is where it gets dangerous, okay? Uh, sometimes the older children in a family say to the younger, no, no, mommy doesn't like that, or look, this is what daddy wants. God, too, speaks to his children through our older brothers and sisters in the Lord. He wants us to meet often with other Christians so he can use them to encourage, guide, and to help us. Paul encourages us to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's Ephesians 5.21. Let me ask you this question. Have other Christians ever helped you understand what God wanted you to do? Anybody? Give any example? I tell, I've, I've got one here. Uh, not Dave Gross, but Bill Gross. Uh, another guy that God used in my life. Uh, I was down in Georgetown, Ohio. Anybody been to Georgetown? It's a wonderful place, isn't it? Don't go. <laughs> it was, it was, I love the folks there, but it's a, long, it's, it's a unique place. Four and a half years, roughest years of my life. We were working there, the Georgetown Assembly of God Church. We were believing for a new beginning. We were new beginnings. And uh, I had Bill, Bill Gross said, I want to come and speak at your church. So I invited him. He came. This is going to sound really bad, so I hope everybody here is really hanging on to the Holy Spirit. But uh, after church, he came up to me and he said, you need to get out of here. <laughs> and I thought, what? I'm working so hard. But the Holy Spirit said, I've been trying to tell you that for so long that I had to bring somebody to tell you, 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 you've done what I wanted you to do here. It's time to move on. And God used someone to, and I'd been hearing that from different directions, but I was blowing it off, thinking, nope, it's my selfishness. Things aren't going exactly the way I wanted. And so I'm, 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 gonna, I'm not going to chicken out and run. I'm going to stick this out. And the Holy Spirit had been speaking in my life, and he used someone to speak into my life because I couldn't hear it any other way, and he was real blunt. You, what are you doing here? You need to get out of here. And so the Holy Spirit will speak through other people, but we've got to make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Okay? Uh, has anyone encouraged you to be a better Christian? You know, we give an answer to that, yes. It doesn't leave it just with yes. It says who? Who, who in your life has, has encouraged you to be a better Christian? I've got, I've got a list a mile long. You know, folks that have invested in my life. Uh, next, thank God now for the ways he speaks to you through other Christians. Ask him to speak to you to help others find salvation or encourage others to follow the Lord. You will find woven through this entire program is the fact that we are disciple makers. It's not enough to make disciples, but a disciple maker. And, and you know, the real question is, if, if we're not leading someone to Christ, are we really saved? You know, are we really fulfilling the great commission to go into all the world to compel them to come in? And so uh, that's woven through this. Next, through spiritual gifts and ministries. The Holy Spirit has put in the church many different spiritual gifts. He speaks to us through them. He gives God's message for the church to pastors, teachers, evangelists, and writers. He wants us to use every Christian to tell about God. It is important for you to attend church services as often as you can. 
Every time you go, listen for what your Heavenly Father wants to tell you. Jesus taught, where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. And very important, brand new Christians, how many of you know we live in a day and age where if I come once a month, I'm a regular attender? Okay? And that's not discipleship. That's being a convert. We want disciples that, that join in. So as you, you look at this, from the following list, choose three ways God speaks to people. Three of these. Which three of these are true? A, the preaching of evangelists. B, spiritual mediums. C, witchcraft. And we might look at that and say, what? But you know some of the folks coming in getting newly saved. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just, just got off the phone with a family that said, some, uh, uh, my husband's mother gave us these crystal things. She wants us to take them to our home, and she's given us these things that we're supposed to say over them, and we're not real comfortable. I said, good for you. you know, <laughs> that's, that's important. So witchcraft, uh, D, Christian pastors, E, books by Christian writers. Which one of those are correct? I shouldn't have interrupted you. But which one of those are correct? Preaching of evangelists, A, B, spiritual mediums? Yep, okay. So uh, from that, it says, when you are in church, do you expect God to speak to you? Oh, this is a good one. When you are in church, do you expect, how? what would our services be like if everybody walked in expecting to hear from God? You know, and if, you know, I, I know we're not all pastors here, but... If you're in any kind of leadership and you aren't walking into the church expecting to hear from God, you need to stop and rearrange and figure out what you need to do to make sure when you walk in you're expecting something. And, you know, uh, everybody repeat after me. The world would be a better place if everybody in it was just like me. Oh, <laughs> no. That's it. If, if we can't say that, are we disciples? The world would be a better place if everyone in it was just like Jesus. If I'm just like Jesus, the world would be a better place if everybody in it was just like me. And repeat after me. My church would be a better place if everybody in it was just like me. Is that true? Hmm. So as, as we consider that, when you're in, a, in, when you're in church, do you expect God to speak to you? You need to expect it, and the people around you need to know that you expect it. And new Christians, they, it needs, oh, I'm going to church. I need to get ready, get my heart right, make sure I'm expecting God to do things, and he will. You know, there's an energy there. We need that lift, and it comes as they grow. So the next question, number nine, has God spoken to you through this book? And as you're, as you're reading that, you know, what things is, maybe, maybe it's the fact that God spoke to someone and they didn't recognize that was his voice until you started covering this. And it opens things up and they begin saying, you know what? The other day, I, this, this thought came to me from nowhere. You know, and, and to, to be able to, to, Pull that out of them. That's discipleship, okay? 
uh, through song. This is one of my favorites. I'm a, I'm a musician. I, I, love, I love music, and I love stories. So when it's a, a song that's a story, uh, that's where it's at for me. Through song, God will often speak to you through the words of a gospel song or chorus. You will be surprised to see how often he will bring to your mind the words of some song just when you need its message. Thus, Paul urged the believers in Ephesus, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. That's Ephesians 5.19, straight, straight from Scripture. So the application, ask the Lord to help you to learn quickly the songs and hymns sung at your church. Sing them at home as much as you can. Now, let me let me clarify on this and that's something you'll, you need to do from time to time as you're teaching not all of our songs are theologically correct okay that we've got some beautiful incredible hymns of just theological soundness and we've got some that rode in on their coattails okay we've also got some contemporary christian music and worship that is phenomenal right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna step on it right here uh there's a new song out i don't have have we in the assemblies of god picked up the doctrine of holy water i don't believe we have but it's in one of the popular new songs holy water it's like holy water on my skin and every time i hear it i think ah, i like the rest of the song but that one just you know uh, your forgiveness, like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. Yeah, okay. And so we've got to make sure theologically, because uh, how many of you grew up in in children's church and learned the song, Three Good Men Lived, or no, th- th- uh, what, uh, fishermen, fishermen, they fished all night and they caught no fishes. Fished all night and they caught no fishes. Out on the deep blue sea, then came Jesus walking on the water. Never happened. I grew up in junior church singing <laughs> Peter, James, and that's it, Peter, James, and John in the sailboat. Out on the deep blue sea, they fished all night, and they caught no fishes. Then came Jesus walking on the water, and then their boat was full of fishes. It did not happen. <laughs> he called from the shore and said, cast your net on the other side, and then it was full of fishes. When the storm was raging, then came Jesus walking on the water. You know, and so I, theologically, I remember, I remember when I was going to use that in a sermon illustration, and it was like, that never happened. <laughs> and, and I knew it never happened, but I hadn't put it together. So we've got to make sure that, the, that theologically, and that's, you know, if, if you're in a church service and there is a song that just touches hearts, and all of a sudden you recognize the words are not correct, then it needs to be addressed. Because new disciples are taking that in as Bible when it's not. And so we need to, we need to make sure. Uh, but sing them as much as you can. Number 11, make a habit of thinking about what you were singing. Is there a song with a certain truth you want to become part of your life? Write that truth on the following space and ask God to help you apply it to your life. So they're, they're filling this in. They're thinking and they're, they're, they're bringing it together as they study. 
And then the next part, through the Bible, uh, God speaks to you through his book, the Holy Bible. This is the sure way of, surest way of knowing his message. The pastor may not always know what God's will is for you. Your brothers and sisters in Christ might give you wrong advice. Dreams and visions are not always from God. They can come from what you have been thinking about or from your subconscious. Uh, you may feel God wants to do something when it's, it, it is your own desire urging you to do it. So how can you know God's voice? You have God's message written for you in the Bible. You must test everything else by what God tells you in the Bible. That is why it is so important to study God's word as you are doing now. Through these basic studies, you will understand the Bible better. You will also learn how to put its teaching into practice in your life. Psalm 119.18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Psalm 119.89, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. The following of your, uh, the, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Psalm 119.130 and 119, 160 says, all your words are true, all your righteous laws are eternal. So the application is, what is the surest way to know God's message for you? A, study what God says in the Bible. B, listen to the advice of your friends. C, follow your feelings about what you should do. And we know it's A, the surest way to know God's message for you is study what God says to you. And uh, Next, God has a book for you, uh, how God's book was written, and this I think this is really cool for new believers. As a matter of fact, when we went through this, I thought, I forgot that. You know, I need to brush up on this. So the Bible is made up of 66 different books over a period of around 1,600 years. About 40 different men wrote these books. These were men God chose, and he sent his Holy Spirit to help them know what to write. As a result, we have God's message to us. Together, 66 books are called the Holy Scriptures. All agree perfectly with each other. They develop the same theme in such unity that we know they have come from one single author, God. This is, this is good stuff here. This is powerful. Which statements below are true from what we just read? A, is this true? Although the Bible has, exist, has uh, 66 different books, it has only one theme? Okay, one theme, because it's all from God, the author. B, the Holy Spirit guided each man who wrote a book of the Bible so that he would know what to write. Is that true? True. C, all 66 books of the Bible were written at the same time false okay so these are basic but this that's that's important stuff that's important stuff next up tish godly people recognize the special quality of the 66 books god has inspired about 200 years after jesus was born the 66 books were compiled into one book the holy bible holy bible means the books of god the first 39 books were written before the birth of our lord jesus they're called the Old Testament. The second part of the Bible is called the New Testament. In it are the 
27 books written after Jesus came and made a new covenant between God and humankind. They give us the terms of the covenant. Most of the Old Testament was first written in Hebrew and the New Testament in Greek. A small part of the Old Testament was written in Aramaic. God has given us his book for all humankind and wants everybody to read it. He has helped his children translate it into many languages. Now there are parts of the Bible in more than 3,000 languages. The application, match the part of the Bible on the right to each phrase that describes it. So we've got Old and New Testament on the right. We've got descriptions on the left. A says, describes the New, Te- the new Covenant. Is that New or Old Testament? New. Mostly written in Hebrew. Is that old or new? Old, okay. Uh, 27 books, old or new. All right. 39 books written in Greek and written before Jesus was born. Okay, giving folks a better grasp of what they're looking at when they're looking at the Bible. How many Christ, How many people have been saved for a few years and don't know these things? And that's a shame because we're not doing discipleship. All right, next. <clears throat> In some languages, there are several different translations or versions of the Bible. A Christian pastor or teacher may be able to help you choose the best translation in your language. Scripture quotations in this book, Your New Life, are taken from the New International Version of the Bible. Uh, Number 15, the Bible is a book for, A, only the well-educated who can read Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, B, everyone, C, ministers or pastors, and no one else. We'll go with B, sure, everyone, okay? And then it goes on with Bible reference. Now we're running we're running low on time, so but this just explains when you say John 3:16, you're looking at the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. We would say that's pretty simple, but again, some people don't know that and how it's divided. So uh, it, it goes through and teaches that. If you go ahead through that tish, it gives an application. It says if you see this, where do you find it? So I, I think we're all familiar with that. And then how to hear God's voice, goal four. Know how to hear God's voice every day. This is huge. Before listening to a certain station on the radio, you must set your dial to tune it in. How can you set the dial in your spirit to tune in God's voice? Here are a few ways to do it. One, read the Bible every day. Two, keep thinking about what you have read in the Bible. Meditate on God's word. Meditation is so important. Meditate, you know, I, I remember Tish and I were flying from, from uh, southern Mississippi up to Rockford, Illinois, and we had to get a little, I call them a puddle jumper, uh, a twin prop, and I'd never ridden on one before, so I was excited, and I got on there, and I'm looking over things, and I was so excited, and the lady in the, in the seat across the aisle from us, she was over there doing this, and I looked at Tish, and I said, she's just too calm. So I looked out the window, and she's meditating away on home. Oh, and I said, Tish, look at the holes in that wing. Aren't there supposed to be bolts in there? And she started, I mean, she could have made a fire by the time I got done with this lady. <laughs> you know, her meditation did nothing for her because she had nothing to meditate on for real. And so what we meditate on is the word of God that is real. 
Thy word have I hidden, hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, you meditate on that. You, you work on those scriptures that God lays on your heart. You, you study it in the morning and during the day. Meditate on it and think about that. That's part of discipleship. Uh, keep thinking about, oh, meditate, then uh, make a habit of rereading and memorizing Bible verses you especially like. Because 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. goes on and says, If you are just now starting to read the Bible, begin with the book of Mark. In the New Testament, God will speak to you very clearly through Jesus' life and teaching, and it will help you understand the Old Testament. Hebrews 1 verses 1 and 2 notes, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. And to be able to tell them, you know, as we look at Mark, as we look at the Gospels, as we look at Mark, here are the words of Jesus. Take hold of them. Uh, it says, now, we are to go to church regularly expecting to hear from God. Pray every day. Ask God to speak to you. When you pray, you may want to close your eyes to tune out thoughts about things around you. Do not use all the time talking to God. Wait quietly for him to speak to you. I wish, I wish, I wish I would have paid attention to that so many times in my life. God wanting to speak to me. Sing gospel songs and think about their words. Practice looking for God's goodness, power, and love all around you. Read Christian literature and listen to gospel broadcasts when you can. Talk with other Christians about God and his word. Do what God tells you to do. Remember what, that you have him lead you. You must be willing to follow. Faithfully do your lessons in this book and other Bible studies and ask God to speak to you through them. We've got the application. Go back to uh, over the, the list of things you can do to hear God's voice, put a check mark beside each one that you're already doing. Pray about each one that you're not doing yet and that you are not doing regularly. Underline each one that you plan to start doing. It gives practical as you go through this. And then the last part is check your answers. They've got This is what they'll be looking at if they go through this. They'll look and see. Uh, what statements are true? A and B are true in that, you know, what we already covered. They'll look through, and so they'll, they'll go through all of this and see the answers. If they got them wrong, they can go back and see where they went wrong, what they misunderstood. And then when they get all done with that chapter, each chapter has an online test. They click on the test. They take the test. As soon as they finish, it tells them if they passed or failed and whether to redo that chapter or to go to the next chapter and uh, so it's it's a a wonderful way to disciple people it's free f-r-e-e -E, free and all, all you do uh there's there's i i can get deeper into uh using this uh you you've uh, uh gone ahead and taken the test and you can take a test and test out and be a teacher without going through all this or you can go through it all, and uh, at the end, you'll be able to do it your, yourself. But it, it was more long than it was difficult. 
It, it takes a while to take the test. It's going to take a few, what, like three hours? Yeah, three hours to take the test. Tiffany came out. She did a great job. Uh, there's about six of us that took it and passed. And, uh, and so uh, she's set up to where we get her hooked in and she gets a group that says they want to go through it. She can have her class. Um, and so I, I'd encourage you to, to really consider uh, in, in the investment is time because there's no money involved in it. They're giving it to us. Yeah. Yeah. So if you'd say, I'd like to try this out, you just contact, you know, I'll, I'll give you my email address, no problem. Email me, say, hey, I'd like to try this out. Uh, I've got these students. Here's their name on their driver's license, and here's their email address. I write it down, send it in to, to uh, Global University. They shoot it back, or they shoot you an email directly, and they shoot me a copy of it saying, this went out to them, and I know you're hooked up and ready to go. You get on, it says go to this page, push this button, click on this, write in this, you know, write in your, your, your login stuff, click it, and you start. And uh, as you get done, it gives you the first two books right off the bat. When, you, when you're getting close to finishing the second book, shoot me an email. I'll shoot it out and say open them up for the next couple courses. They'll open it up and shoot it out. It's that easy. But if you take the test, then you don't have to go through me. And, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind doing it, but I don't need to do it. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, but I want to make this available because it's an incredible tool that will take you, uh, it'll take you deep into the things of God. And maybe you have people that just want to go through, you know, the first five units to get, get a foundation. Uh, they get through this, and it gets deeper into a college level they can change this over, and they, they can. I, I've, I was checking with Global and David Pafford, and if if you change it over to where it's a, uh, a, a accredited course through them, you can use those, and they will transfer into Southeastern. Uh, it may be something that you've got some folks that need to be at Southeastern, and this will awaken something in them. And you can tell them, if you think this is good and you think God is calling you farther, we have Southeastern University or we have the Forum. You know, we have so much more to offer. And if this is a gateway to get them started, and that's really what I think Global Reap is, it's a gateway just to get people learning, to get them growing in the things of God, and we can take them to the next step. So, uh, uh, any questions that we have? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can do either way. If you've got someone, uh, I've got a fellow that's a truck driver. And so I'm, I'm getting him set up just to do it wherever he's at, and when he gets a chance to call me, and we can talk through a little bit of it. Uh, I've got uh, folks that are brand new saved, and they're coming in and, and taking it. I've got, I've got a fellow that went to Bible college, and he looked at it and said, I love this. This is great. And so he started coming with his, with his son. And uh, so, you know, there's, there's different ways to use it. And, you know, there again, since it's free, 
Treat it like a used car. Kick the tires, push it hard, see what it'll do. Yeah. Yeah, the test to be a teacher is a combination of all the tests through all, you know, and this is just a portion of it. Tish, if you go back over to, which one is it? Even before there. Yeah, right here. Scroll, start scrolling down. Your new life, when you pray, God's design, your choice, your Bible, how to study the Bible, John's gospel, who Jesus is, your helpful friend, we believe, the church, Christian worship. I mean, the list goes on. You know, there's a, there's a good list. I, I need to count them, don't I? <laughs> I should have better answers for this. But uh, there's, there's just a, a huge number. And when you get done with this, you can go on if you'd like. And so... If you put yourself through the courses, you can be the teacher. If if you feel like you've got enough Bible knowledge, you we had um, one of the fellows that took it with us uh, is a board member at the church where they're at. To my knowledge, he's never been licensed, but he's taught Sunday school for years. He took the he went through it and passed the test. And so you know it's it's one of those things where if and and if somebody says I think I can, I'd like to try it. Hey, I'll set it up. You just, we'll get together. You know, I'll set aside the time and proctor it. You take the test. We'll turn it in. If it if it went great, you're 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 set up. If if you didn't get them all right, then do some more studying. We'll try it again. But uh, uh, this is you know kind of Christianity 101, and I think I think it's a great tool for all of our churches to use. And uh, so what I'd like to do is uh, I've got. Uh, I've got a Synergy scratch paper that I'll leave up here, and uh, and I've got <laughs> I've got my handy dandy red pen. If any of you wants a red pen, take one because I got I I bought about 800 and some <laughs> for uh, I think it was all total about 45 cents. Uh, I can't get them out of the bag. That's probably why they're so cheap. So, uh, but if you wanna if you wanna leave your name as it's written on your driver's license and your email address you'll uh, in a few days you'll get an email from global reap and you can open it up and start right then and if uh, if also if you've got um, folks in your church that you'd like to take through with you then get me their email address and their name as it's written on the driver's license global needs it that way and we'll get them set up and we'll get them rolling it's that easy and this is solid stuff. So, yeah, Dave? What kind of things do you get? Because most people when they start out with this, they're not sure they've got Christ. So, what kind of things do you get? Because I just went through an ebook that has tons of things in it. I went through one that was Ruth Bender, and then there's other different things in there. There's a really different one that was written by some people. And you guys have got all those things in one book. Any other questions? All right. I tell you what, let's have a word of prayer. And if you feel like this is something that you'd like to check into a little, and by writing your name down, you're not tied into anything. If you look at it and say, 
Oh, this really doesn't work for us. You won't break my heart. I'm fine with it. I just, I just want anybody to have an opportunity. So, uh, Father, Lord, I thank you for each one in this room that has had someone pour into them and, uh, and disciple them. And, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to disciple others. Uh, Lord, I thank you that, that you desire everyone to be a part of your heaven Help us not to hold that back from anyone, but to put it forward. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit would, would anoint us, would, would use us, and as we look to claim Ohio for Jesus, Father, we don't want converts, we want disciples. Not just disciples, but disciple makers. People that will receive the gospel and then go out and plant it in others. Lord, we know that the trumpet's getting ready to sound. And today I, I cry out, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. But while we have the time here, help us to be about your business. Help us to, to bring them in from the north, the south, the east, the west. Lord, that we would compel them. Father, that all would know Jesus Christ. That's our heart's cry. Be glorified in us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.